The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday on a Tuesday. So I think we call this maybe a Tuck Cage Tuesday for the Patreons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. By the way, that throws me off every time. It's patreon.com slash RT Media, but they're patrons. They're not Patreons. Can we not have made it patron.com slash RT Media? Thoroughly confusing. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, at Ross Tucker NFL on the various social media platforms. At Ross Tucker Pod is where you can first find out this show and all the other shows when they're posted and the best highlight clips from all of them. Hopefully you are all already following us on the various social media platforms. Remember, all you have to do is retweet or like or whatever, and you are automatically entered to win a little something-something from me on a Friday. We are presented by DraftKings because they are America's number one rated sports book. Check out the scoreboard, number one rated We will have a sponsor confirmation email winner later in the week. How about this? Not only are we doing the Raw Sucker Football Podcast, the second one this week on a Tuesday, because of Andrew's schedule, we also will be doing the Even Money Podcast on Tuesdays moving forward. And tomorrow we will have Tears of Dolan going over the wide receivers on the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and you – have a chance to be one of the next two participants in the season-long redraft official fantasy football league with me and Joe Dolan. All you have to do is take advantage of any of our sponsors like DraftKings Sportsbook app, put in the code Ross or fantasypoints.com, use the code FEAST, send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and boom, you get to go against me and Joe if I select you, we also have the deal where you can get a chance to ask your question to me live on the show via video and audio or do the Tux takes. So hopefully you guys are entering for that contest as well. We got a lot of cool things going on, including talking to Andrew Brandt yet again. It is Big Show time. The Big Show. 
So, Andrew, there's a lot to talk about. You got to check him out on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt, as always. He already had the business of sports this week. It was awesome. Brandt's rants actually retweeted it this morning from the at Ross Tucker pod account, at Ross Tucker NFL. But, Andrew, why don't you tell the audience why it is that we are recording a day early this week? Sad day for me, Ross. Uh, bittersweet. I'm becoming an empty nester. Uh, and the next time I'm in this office at my home, we won't have any children uh, at home. So taking my son, Max, who you know, uh, my youngest, off to college today. And uh, yeah, it's a bittersweet time where, uh, where that happens. We knew it was coming. And of course, in this atmosphere of sending a kid to be with thousands of kids in this time of COVID transmission, there's added apprehension to that. Um, you know, there's a quote that I heard that, that sort of sticks with me this time of year where here's the quote, and I know every parent's going to be sad hearing this, 80% of a children's life with their parents is spent before they go to college. <laughs> so uh, my 80% is up today, <laughs> but Listen, bringing it back to our subject, I realize, and I said this on my podcast, I'm a contradiction. You know, here I am, I'm sending my kid out. I have a, uh, my older son, Sam, is in LA, and they're having surges, and I'm going to teach with in-person, not uh, virtual, yet I have this fear about college and pro athletes uh, who I have no personal connection to. So I realize that's a contradiction. I do. I just, uh, you know, sometimes my professional life, I just feel like we need to be honest about this is the business of sports overtaking health and safety as the primary priority. And then in my personal life, I realize there are other things going on besides health and safety. I want my son to have the true freshman experience. I want my older son to be where he needs to be in the music business. And I'm going to teach to give my students the optimal education. But I realize, you know, for health and safety, it's probably not the number one thing I should be doing. So I just I'm having a lot of personal conflicts with this in my own mind. And I'm just sharing that with you. So, you know, we're going to get into the football stuff. But, Andrew, I got two other questions I got to ask you just because I'm fascinated by this. So, number one, forget all the COVID stuff for a second. Because I have two girls, everybody knows, I put it on social media. Usually the family stuff is more Instagram, but the thought of them leaving someday and going to college, my eyes fill up. And if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you can see it. My eyes fill up immediately with even just that concept or that idea, I mean, just talk about that emotion. Stop, Ross. <laughs> Stop. I mean, uh, you know, fly them down today, move them in tomorrow, say goodbye tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, my older guy left five years ago. They're five years apart. So we've had this guy kind of to ourselves. And... Um, yeah, it's tough. And, uh, you know, well, part of you as a parent wants to just cocoon them forever. 
and uh, at some point you got to let them spread their wings and we'll see what happens as all colleges right now are saying we're going to go now until before Thanksgiving then they're home for six weeks because they're not sending them back in early December to take exams basically so uh, there is that to kind of look forward to from Thanksgiving to mid-January that's the plan as we know but as with sports that was everything right now life is fluid um but yeah, there'll be some waterworks coming out of me tomorrow. I'm just curious, Andrew, what about everything going on with North Carolina and, and Chapel Hill, you know, right before you're about to send your son to college? Yeah, we realized this could go virtual at any time. And, you know, I know he has buddies that are going off to college where everything's going to be virtual. And I think what colleges are doing is giving them that social experience, but not sending them to class. But as you know, that social experience requires a lot of gathering. Um, you know, again, we're trying to deal with risk here. We hope that Hill and everyone else around him will be responsible. And we're trusting the systems in place for health. But we'll see. Uh, you know, he's got friends going off, as I said, to college without in-person class. And... That seems to be happening around the country. For now, you know, for instance, my guy has five classes for this, his first freshman semester. Two of the five as of now are online only, two of the five. But I don't know, by this time next week or next month, there may be three of the five, four of the five, or five of the five. So we'll see. Let's get to the, some of the NFL business. And I guess I'll start, Andrew, with Washington naming a new team president. And, you know, I had to do a double take, Andrew, because Jason Wright, seven years in the NFL, went to Northwestern, then he got his MBA from Booth. He's worked for McKinsey Consulting. He looks real good on paper. I mean, he looks like a lot of my college teammates, you know, the, the Ivy League, the MBA, the consulting. Uh, that's what people are looking for. I forgot that he and I were together for a month in Cleveland after I got traded to Cleveland. <laughs> In 06, it's a significant hire on multiple levels. What was your reaction? Well, I think Washington, we, I'd say the word expect is kind of strong, but they never really replaced Bruce Allen. And with everything going on with their organization in terms of reports of sexism, reports of having changed their nickname, this seemed like a likely hire to be more inclusive in their hiring process at the top level. And they did that. And uh, like you said, this is the new wave. We're hiring people on administration levels in sports that really come from different backgrounds than back in the day. Even No, listen, this is a, uh, a development I saw even in my time, Ross, where even in my time, top levels of administration in sports, in football, came from scouting playing, being football guys, you know? And yes, this is a player, so he has that background. But as you detailed, Ivy League and McKinsey and consulting and, you know, this is where we're going in terms of top levels of management more than just the, the, the scouting background or the quote-unquote all-football background. And then the good news for listeners is they reached out to me, Ross. You may not even know this and said, uh, do you want to interview him for your podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. 
So uh, we're trying to figure out a time, but next week's podcast will have the new president of the Washington Football Club, Jason Wright. Wow, that is awesome. How do you get to score? We were teammates. <laughs> you get to get him on your show. That's great. Yeah, I'm business, and he's business, so it's all business there. I, I love it. Very much looking forward to listening. What? Speaking of business, let's talk about Melvin Ingram's situation with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's reported to camp. He's there. He's been in every meeting, everything. But when they've been on the practice field, there's no Melvin Ingram. I think a lot of people kind of raised their eyebrows to that. Anthony Lynn called it company business. Now there's a report that he's unsatisfied with his contract. I think we have a, an official hold in, Andrew. Yeah, it's interesting because I turned on Hard Knocks a week ago, and the, I only saw it for a few minutes, and it was the clip of Joey Boza coming out to practice after his big money and the guys around him kind of giving him guff about it and joking about it. One of them was Ingram. And you know me, what went through my mind was, hmm, wonder what he's thinking. And now we know we know what he's thinking. Like, where's mine? Um, yeah, we talked about this, Ross, with other players in the past, the hold-ins versus the hold-outs. And now the new CBA, as most people know by now, has increased and added penalties for holding out, which would make no sense for someone to do financially. But Here's the alternatives. Hold in. Express dissatisfaction while there. Uh, we kind of talked about this with Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville a year ago. And it can lead to something. Now, unlike Ramsey, I don't think Ingram wants out. He just wants to get paid. Um, so this is uh, from a front office. I'll say it again. I've said it before. Hold ins scare me more than hold outs. And this is one that's tough. You got to get together with the agent. You got to see where everyone is, see if these reports are really true. And then how do we figure it out? Because they just spent, <laughs> they just spent their defensive line money, whatever that is for, for this year, at least on Boza, it'd be hard to come up with that with similar kind of money for another player at the same position. Why do hold in scare you more than hold outs? Because they infect, I, and that's a big word these days, obviously, with a lot of connotations. But, you know, when I had it in Green Bay, it was more like, oh, that position group is kind of infected. You know, where someone doesn't feel good about the team for whatever the reason is. And they're saying negative things about front office or about coaches or about administration. And that gets around to the group. Um, in this case... His position group has the highest paid player ever at the position. So that might not have the same impact. But this is one to watch. Speaking of edge rushers, Yannick Ngakwe in Jacksonville fired his agent. I guess he's now on his third agent or maybe he's on his fourth agent. And I guess my question is, going back to your Packers days, did it ever make a difference? Was it ever really like changing agents that – change the offer, so to speak? No, I mean, I can't say 100% no, but generally no, because what happens is these guys would come into me. They would and say, hey, I changed my agent. And I'm like, you understand, we're still where we are contract-wise. And sometimes they'd say, he says he has a good relationship with you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but we are where we are. And then you just sort of wonder why they're changing agents. Sometimes it becomes personality. Sometimes it becomes, 
you just don't get along like you used to after the recruiting process. Uh, I know the agent well that he just dismissed. Uh, same background as me, came from working for a team, then went to the agent side. Ari Neesom went to Rock Nation. Um, and we'll see. You know, and, and speaking of that real quick, Ross, Eric uh, Schaefer was the guy who did what I did at, at the Washington Football Club for many years. He's now switched sides uh, and gone to the agent side. So we do see this agent to team, team to agent, you know, which I've done. And now it's happening all over. I want to get your thoughts as well, Andrew, on the Chiefs announcing that they will have 22% capacity for opening night against the Houston Texans. Seems very exacting. 22%. I'm fascinated. I haven't even read how they decide who that 22% are. Uh, but I guess, you know, different teams are having different percentages. I know some people think it's unfair. Some people understand it. What do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know how they get to 22%. I don't know what Jerry Jones is talking about when he says we're going to have a number of fans. I do know it's pretty, pretty set and clear where you have teams like the Packers saying no fans for at least the first two games. Some teams say no fans the first four games. The big point of all this, which is pretty obvious to everyone, is we're not going to have competitive balance, which is the hallmark of the NFL. So some teams will have zero, zero uh, home field advantage other than teams having to travel. And some teams will have some meager home field advantage, some more. 22% of 70-some thousand do the math. I don't know, 15,000? Uh, so yeah, that's home field advantage and, and some teams will have none. So I, I see that as competitively imbalanced with a league that's always talked about competitively imbalanced. I, I mean, I'm wondering is Roger Goodell can overrule, can he overrule and say, no, no fans, at least first two games to make it competitively balanced. I just wonder about that. You got to check him out on Twitter like we do, at Andrew Brandt. He's fantastic, as well as the Business of Sports podcast. Next week with the new team president of the Washington football team, Jason Wright. Andrew, I'll let you get to the airport. Good luck, man. I won't get you any more emotional. I won't harp on it anymore. I'll just tell you that you and I are friends, and I think about you, and I'll be thinking about you over the next couple of days. Thanks, Ross. I appreciate that. I'll talk to you soon. All right. There he is, Andrew Brandt. Good stuff as always. Speaking of good stuff, you want to know how much you could save in a year by switching to Harry's? Enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or, for me, three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. How? Harry's delivers high-quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of the leading brand, and saving you hundreds of dollars over time. And you can get a Harry's trial set, trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com slash Ross Tucker. So listen, you guys know, you see me on social media or YouTube, I've got a beard I only use the blade for like above my beard. I get some weird hair growing up there for some unknown reason I shave. 
and then underneath my beard here. And I'm still a Harry's uh, guy. And Brian is a Harry's guy. Brian always has that nice, cleanly shaven face. So here's what you can do. You can get your trial set at harrys.com slash Ross Tucker. You get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash Ross Tucker to start shaving and saving Today, why not? Tux takes. Let's start today, Ross, with uh, some of the stuff that you discussed with Andrew, like Washington hiring Jason Wright to be the team president, Chargers pass rusher Melvin Ingram being in the building but not practicing, and the Chiefs announcing their planned 22% capacity for opening night against the Texans. Your thoughts on all these? Well, so a couple things, right? Uh, Melvin Ingram, you know, a hold in is the right way to go about it, just in the sense that you do not want to be away and let them have the leverage over finding you like that. Now, I always just wonder what are what is the fine schedule? What are the options when they're actually in the building like that? Because, yeah, he's there. Yeah, he showed up. A part of his contract is he has to be on the field practicing. So it's a delicate situation when it's one of a team's 10 best players which Melvin Ingram absolutely is. Uh, the Chiefs' capacity, it doesn't really bother me, right? So I'm a former player. First of all, 22% is not much. Secondly, if I'm a player, I want every stadium to be as full as they can safely and legally allow it to be. Because remember, they are cutting up all this revenue and sharing it between the owners and the players, you don't want that salary cap to go down the next year. You want to get as much of the revenue this year as you can for future salary caps. Uh, as for Jason Wright, I just remember him having a great smile, uh, very good in pass protection, very good as a third down guy. You could tell he was a smart guy, Northwestern guy. So happy for him. Ducks takes. Meanwhile, Ross, a rough first day in pads as Cowboys detackle Gerald McCoy, Niners wide receiver Jalen Hurt, and Ravens cornerback Iman Marshall among the players that have already been lost for the season with injuries. And there were a couple others as well. I mean, Gerald McCoy was just doing a regular drill and tears his, I think it was his patella tendon or quad tendon, brutal. Jalen Hurd's a guy that moved from running back at Tennessee to wide receiver at Baylor so that his body could last longer and for a better NFL career. And now second year in a row, he's gotten hurt as a wide receiver. Amon Marshall was a fourth round pick last year. Just rough. I mean, in some way, Bri, it feels like it almost normalizes, hey, we're in training camp. Like guys are getting hurt. Like this is, this is normal. You know, as opposed to all the COVID stuff, which obviously is not. Ducks takes. Bengals cornerback Trey Waynes may not miss the entire season, but he will be out a while. Uh, Jags signed the tackle Timmy Jernigan after Rodney Gunter was placed on the reserved retired list with a heart ailment. So we had talked about Trey Waynes before. He had got that second opinion, has to get pec surgery. 
We'll see if he's back. I, I have my doubts that he'd be back later in the year, but maybe. Rodney Gunter, they, they found something, I guess, in the preseason physical or something with his heart. I'm glad they identified it. And I think there's some chance he might be able to come back and play later, but not right now. So I'm just glad they found it and it wasn't something, uh, you know, there wasn't a tragedy that came out of it. Uh, Timmy Jernigan uh, is fine. He just had his own myriad of difficulty and issues staying healthy. And finally, Ross, a bunch of more college players have opted out of the season and back to the NFL. The Ravens are going to work out wide receiver Des Bryant today. Des Bryant, two full years out of the NFL, but evidently he wants back in. The Ravens are willing to bring him in for a workout, see what kind of shape he's in. I think it's probably worth worth a shot seeing what kind of shape he's in, seeing if he can move. They don't really have a receiver like him. He obviously pretty clearly specifically wants to play for the Baltimore Ravens, so why not? And Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I think, the Ole Miss center, a couple of LSU guys, seeing more and more guys opt out. I guess I don't know these guys well enough to know how many of them are NFL prospects opting out to train for the draft versus guys that are opting out just because uh, of the risks associated with COVID-19. Speaking of risks, whether you know it or not, there are always risks at your house. I've mentioned this. Unfortunately, we've had multiple incidents in my houses over time. One when I was in eighth grade, I think, maybe seventh grade, and then one a little bit more recently. Here's the thing about most home security companies. They trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, lousy customer support. So there's a lot of options out there. I have found the no-brainer. And trust me, you need to get Simply Safe. I've had other security systems. They can be an absolute nightmare. Simply Safe's got everything, arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, professional monitoring. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. You just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, no fine print. All this starts at $15 a month. Look, it's not just me. U.S. News & World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. L- nothing to lose, 60-day risk-free trial. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Let's get to an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is Ross. Um, you can always hit me up there. Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Love getting your email questions. Love getting those of you that are trying to be in the Fantasy Feast Redraft League. Love those of you that want to ask me a question or do the Tux Takes live on the show by taking advantage of the DraftKings or BetQL deals. What do you got, Brad? Hey, Ross, longtime football fan and also longtime People's Morning Show fan. Love to hear your take on different issues in the NFL. And I thought about all the kneeling uh, issues during the National Anthem, and I understand the message. 
that it sends, and I, I feel it's necessary as most people uh, to know that racial injustice is real and needs to be addressed. Um, my idea, try and make everybody happy, or at least most people. Take the time before the game to have everybody kneel for the fight of racial injustice and then have people stand for the national anthem to respect those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom. I always understood Kaepernick's message, just didn't agree with how he delivered it. Now, I don't know if you think it's a good idea, but if you have the platform and the knowledge of who to tell, maybe it could be implemented. Uh, anyway, thanks for the time. Let me know what you think about that. That is from Stan. Appreciate the email, Stan. So I believe that there's a team or two that have done that over the last few years. I can remember, I think it was the Cowboys all kneeled together and then stood up uh, right before the national anthem. Uh, Stan, I, look, I'm just one person. I love the idea. I agree. I think most reasonable people understand there are real issues when it comes to racial injustice and police brutality. And there are things that need to be improved. And I think that the people that are kneeling, the guys, whoever, that are kneeling, their cause is a good one. What I fear and what I've seen is that I don't know what the percentage is, Stan. Maybe it's 25%, 30 35%, 40%. Either don't realize that that's why they're kneeling during the anthem or even if they are kneeling during the anthem because of that, it still offends them like you. You said didn't agree with how he delivered it. That's why I think a couple months ago, Brian, I can't remember, I suggested essentially what you are suggesting, Stan. I don't think it's helpful to the cause to kneel during the anthem because it appears to me that it then becomes about the anthem. It then becomes about the kneeling as opposed to the to the cause. That, you know, in other words, if you do what you're suggesting, Stan, and kneel right before the anthem, I think everyone will, I think it'll be extremely powerful that everyone will see that everybody's kneeling. Everybody agrees with this. And then when they all stand up for the anthem, okay, we're all united in both of these things. We're united to improve these things that clearly need improvement and we're united behind the country. I think this is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. When you kneel during the anthem, then that becomes the focal point and it takes away the message of the cause and it doesn't allow everyone to be on the same page. It creates a divisive situation which doesn't really advance the causes that I think we all realize should be advanced. So that's my opinion, Stan. Um, I guess I pretty much totally agree with you. I would love to see that happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that there will be a bunch of people kneeling during the anthem and a bunch of people that don't, and they'll be keeping score and who did and who didn't, and people will be upset about it, and people will say, well, that's not why they're kneeling. And it, I, I just – it doesn't seem like that helps. It doesn't seem like that is advancing what we're trying to advance or what those guys that are kneeling are trying to advance. Today, the Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com. I'm getting some tweets from you guys after you go to Pizza Boy Brewing. Remember, we have 
the Even Money Podcast today, and Fantasy Feast Part 1, Tears of Dolan, must listen, absolute must listen, if you are a fantasy football player at all. That's tomorrow with Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.